This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown, no flags, Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and, and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the, the Cowboys? Cowboy Nation. Hey, how the hell are you? I, I tell you what, uh, we got our butts kicked a little bit, and uh, I, I, I think everyone, you know, folks, uh, that happens. That happens. I mean, I, I played in high school games. I played in college games. Uh, that that kind of ass whipping does happen. All right, and you just want to forget about it. And uh, I tell you what, the guy that I like to forget about it with is uh, Travis. Travis, you out there? I'm definitely here, brother. How you doing? Well, I'm doing like you are, man. Uh, I'm I'm not watching the NFL Network. I'm not watching any right. anyone right now. You know what? These these guys, these uh, NFL Network guys, they they think they're really good, but what they're doing is they actually hurt their ratings because I don't think a lot of Cowboy fans get on the Monday after we lose, especially when we lose like that. We don't even want to go to the NFL Network. I I love to see their ratings to see how much it drops yeah. on a Monday. That's a good insight, man. Cause, cause, cause I didn't watch yesterday. I didn't watch first it. First of all, my my wounds, my wounds are licked and bandaged. Twenty four hours is up. It's on the Tampa Bay. I didn't watch them yesterday. Didn't watch uh, Skip and Shannon. I didn't no. watch anybody. No. Because you know I knew where everybody was going. I saw a short clip yesterday, and I said, "Yeah, this is what I expected. Let me go ahead and turn this off." But like you open with, it's football. If you play long enough. You're going to catch one of those. If you want to take any silver lining out of what happened Sunday, first time it happened in over 15 years, so there's that. We just move on. I guarantee you, Travis, I, I swear to God, I, this is going to sound weird, but I know if I played them 10 times, I win at least seven of those games. Those Colts were just damn lucky. And this for our number 49 uh, that dropped the ball in the end zone right Olamale. there. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he, he, yeah well, you know what? Uh, hey, buddy, uh, that that's uh, that's that Jackie Smith play that I still haven't forgotten in the end zone, too, that we should have won the game against Pittsburgh. But you know what? You were wide open. Uh, you, you make right. that play happen. You make another fourth down and one. If you run the ball inside the right. tackle, not outside, and you get that – fourth and one on their four or five-yard line. Come on. There's a lot of things that could have happened here that could have went our way that just didn't go our way. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were primed for a 10-10 halftime, rather 10-0, just like you talked about that play, of course, and then on the goal line. You know, they, they tried to get a little cute there, went to the outside. You got Connor Williams filling in for Zach. He couldn't get to the outside fast enough. Did you uh, see lineman. Did you see uh, a Zeke on the on, on the sideline on the bench? He's looking at the 
uh, running back coach, and you could see him doing this with the arms like uh, should have went right in the middle. He, right. he kept saying Absolutely. right in the middle. Hey, why, why are we running outside there? I could have gotten that one yard. I could have gotten that half yard that we needed. Absolutely. Going outside created an extra yard that uh, we didn't need. And, you know, for for – for a good portion of the game, they seem to revert back to pre-Amari Cooper, and they just kind of, you know, they stopped playing, man, and they started outsmarting themselves. You know, like like you said, this was a game, you know, that could have kind of went anyway. We were looking at a team that looked exactly like ours, you know, with the exception of the running back. Defense is playing exceptional. Offensive line has played exceptional this year. Uh, Luck hasn't been sacked much um, after their bye week. Um, you know, they look pretty much like us. And what I always tell you um, or mention to you during the games, I was looking at that and I was like, yeah, today's just not the day. There was no excitement, no body language, nobody standing up, you know, on the bench. And, and you know, I'll be the first to admit I think the guys, you know, they got a little full of themselves and they started drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit and they started watching, you know, what everyone was saying versus back against the wall and start thinking, hey, you know, we got this wrapped up here. Now, this has happened before in the Garrett regime. They were sitting at the exact same place, 8-5, and needed to win one game to get into the playoffs. They lost three straight, 8-8, and um, and that's where it started with, uh, you know, the clapper there. But if nothing else, I, um, I like his position of going for it on fourth down five times about three of those he absolutely had to um you know he had no chance but one thing that i respected about the last time that he went for it and i talked to it with a um talked about it with a couple of people they looked at it a little different than myself but i felt like um he didn't take the little chump route as far as well hey we're going to kick a field goal to prevent the shutout here obviously the game is over but it's like you know we're we're going to keep grinding. We're going to keep doing what we can. I mean, it was fourth and forever. You know, it definitely would have took a great play. But once again, uh, which is definitely not an excuse, I definitely hope the competition committee takes a look at our games next year and look at the discrepancy and the timing of the calls that we're receiving. You know, it seems every time that they catch a holding call on us, it's right after a big play, a big third down conversion. Hell, the picture I sent you this morning, you saw Sue Afila, the guy's eyes closed shut, but that wasn't a hands to the face. Um, they called a holding call on Amari Cooper's first down conversion that was actually a face mask at the end. You know, so, I mean, well, I mean they Travis. Excuses. Tra- Travis, I'm going to jump in. Remember during the game, I texted you, I go, it's amazing how the announcer, when 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 our guy's going down, right. he, he's grabbing him, he's pulling him, and then the announcer says, "Oh, the ref just letting two guys handle it." And, and then right. when he said, "Let him figure it out," let him figure it out. Go to hell! What do you mean, let him figure it out? What 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 do you mean by that? Let him figure it out. But right. on the other end, on the other spectrum of things, if something happens, oh, they're calling that. They're calling that, and, and and then you hear the announcer, oh, that was a great call. That was a great call. It seemed to me this was so one-sided, it was pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, the penalties and, that they called yeah. against the Colts, it was once the game was out of reach. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, yeah, even things out a little bit, sure. I was not impressed by our defensive ends. I didn't think they contained. Andrew Luck should never just waltz around the end like that and get 10, 15 yards and then step out of bounds. I wanted that caveman hit so bad. 
I wanted them hit so bad, man. I I almost got into the TV. I almost jumped into the TV set. That's how crazy I was. Uh, Our middle linebackers, I told you this, I did not like any of your plays, guys. Smith and Van Der Esch, you guys played like crap, to be honest with you. You guys, when when you guys are supposed to blitz, Smith, especially you now, um, this is going out to you, you were not even getting close to him when you were blitzing. That leaves my wide, that leaves my inside, all, all of that inside wide open, one. Van Der Esch, you missed so many tackles. That one tackle you made, big deal. I don't care about that. Right. That game was I out of reach then. Yeah, they were right. running. That Mac guy seemed like he was Walter Payton on you guys. I mean, the hot boys was no hot boys out there. And you know what? If that right. continues, you got to bring in Sean Lee. Let's stop this right now, the whole Van Der Esch right. uh, parade. Sean Lee can stabilize that defense again, and yet you still kept going with Van Der Esch and Smith. I understand Smith's a uh, different position, but you know what? you got to bring in the veteran right there and say, let's stop this right now. Let's stop this right now, and they did not do that. I agree, man. When I looked at them, um, you know, and I hate to do this, but – I had to question uh, Jalen Smith's effort on on a on a few plays. I mean, I understand um, the dynamic of the game, and sometimes that's when you know you have these guys going home to quote unquote play in front of friends and family. You know, those are things that I saw going around the internet. There were over a hundred friends and family there. You know, those things aren't important, but I definitely questioned his effort a few times. Also, hate to do this, but if you think back a few weeks. When he was just playing and just making plays, you know, Van Der Esch was all world. But what I noticed after the Saints game, after the bye week, he too began to believe his own hype. And if you started to watch him on social media, he's now selling the damn Wolf Hunter T-shirts when when before that wasn't a thing. He was just playing. You know what I mean? He didn't have a nickname. He was LVE. He was double nickel. He was Van Der Esch. Now you're selling apparel. Now, you know, you're becoming Hollywood. Don't do that. You know, no. you haven't done no. anything. You know, all you did was validate the draft position. You haven't done Mm-mm. anything. Bravo. Now, well I understand with Sean, they were trying to watch his pitch count, you know, first game back. I get all that as well. But at the same time, as the leader of the defense, he's already said, hey, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to let this kid do his thing. But once you realize that that kid doing his thing isn't going to get it today, you turn around and you say, hey, Get me in there, put me in the game, coach. We got to stop this. As you said, that's too many times because if you think back, that game also kind of reminded me of Thanksgiving last year against the Chargers. What the hell is going on? We let a guy that averaged 46 yards rushing, a team that averaged 46 yards rushing a game, put up over 140. Granted, Mack was averaging 4.5 yards per carry, but – that doesn't matter when you're only averaging 46 yards total. We let them double that. Those guys were just picking up first downs after first, first down, down after first downs. I said, will we ever get a stop? And as I said, with that body language, as I continued to watch, I said, hell, well, Lawrence isn't getting to him. Crawford's not getting to him. Nothing's happening here. Uh, the corners are getting pushed around. The linebackers are getting gassed. They were getting gashed for yardage. And, I mean, there was nothing that could stop it. The bright spot for my team, which has been the bright spot since week one, was number 21. 
He had 81 yards rushing, God. but he really didn't touch the oh. ball in the second half. You know, he, gives he had all, man. six yards receiving, and it's like he's the only one that actually showed up to play. Everyone else walked uh, walked in to walk out with a damn T-shirt and a hat. That's not what it was about. You could tell that 21 was there to play. It showed from, you know, his early hurdle. He was trying to set the tone. He didn't care about the shot that he took after. He was like, yeah, bring it on. This is what I want. He kept getting up gimpy, and he kept going back in. He was there to play. I saw Amari Cooper getting frustrated, and I don't think it was so much as with Dak as it was with the play calling. What the hell is going on now? So now we're not going to throw the ball. We're gonna now we're gonna go uh, unconventional throwing the guy uh, throwing the ball to guys who don't catch it on that exact play where they go to Alamali on the goal line they had Blake Jarman in the back of the end zone streaking across you want to keep his confidence up as he's finally no longer snake bit and he's been productive for you for a while but after that you know number four started to look like the number four that we both. We both have screamed at the television and told him, you're horrible. You're disgusting. I mean, what what right. was he doing out there sometimes? Let the ball go, Dak. You can't take five, ten-yard sacks. No. Two times he knocked us out of field goal position simply by not getting rid of the ball. Right, right. I, I get you. I get you. Uh, I want to stay a little bit more on the defensive end here. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to mention uh, our, our uh, Garrett, actually, there was two uh, two penalties, a big uh, drop by Efren, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I think there was one more penalty. Backed them up, and they got off the field. That was the only defensive stop in that whole run there. And then Absolutely. as they're walking off the field, he's clapping. He's not clapping. He's high-fiving them, hitting them on the shoulder, and saying, I heard him. I heard him say, good job. What the hell was right. good job about that. that? What what did they do? That. Good job. What you got to do is get in their face. You got to tell them, right, dudes. If he doesn't catch that ball in the middle, if I mean, if he makes that play in the middle for 20, 30 yards, it's a whole different ball game again. You guys have got to step it up. And you know what, Heath? Absolutely. Heath, you can't you can't try to bring someone down like a big cheetah jumping on a water buffalo, okay? Hit him low for oh, God's man. sake. Why do you always do that? You're always missing that. You're hand tackling. It's It doesn't look right. good. Which brings me to another point here. Church is out there. Why don't you go sign Church? Why don't you go sign him? He's there. I mean, that guy was our safety. You could get him right now at wholesale. Alright? You right. bring him, right. Bring him back home. This is who we need back there. Jeff Heath went for so many rides on Sunday. He went for so many rides that towards the end of the game, he wasn't even trying to tackle. He's trying to punch the ball out, man. These guys aren't letting the ball go. Dude, they plowed him. Did you see that one? They plowed him. They they, they keep taking him. right over him. Plowed right over him. And I agree on the church thing. You know, you get him at a league minimum right now. Vet minimum, if nothing else, even if you say, hey, you know what, I'm not going to start this guy. Well, just knowing that he's over there on the sideline give you a little bit of, you know, security there. You don't have to teach him a defense. He knows the place. And the reason why I thought we would be successful is because, you know, salutes to Matt Eberflus, our former linebackers coach, who is now the defensive coordinator over there. I thought from 
facing off against him every day in practice, that that would work to our advantage, but it actually worked to his. And I thought that was a little alarming because he wasn't a coordinator last year. This guy was a linebacker's coach. So he was able to implement his game plan and make it work, you know, throughout. Of course, Frank Wright did call in the plays, you know, I I get all that. But I was not confident in the defense and – our defense is normally what gets that offense going. Exactly. What we saw Sunday is this is what happens when your defense can't stop anybody. Can your offense score the points no. to keep you in it? Because what normally happens is our defense will play great first, second, third quarter, and then maybe they'll get a little lax in the fourth, but we've been able to either create a lead or stay close enough right. that we're in striking distance to make the offense look great. I mean, they looked like a bunch of of bums. There's right. no other way to put it. There's no way to sugarcoat it. The next man up theory, it only works when the next man up is any good. Redmond was getting tossed around. Um, you know, same with Connor Williams. And I understand, but if you see how the game is being called now, Tyron Smith, the things that he's been doing for years, these are holes now. So yeah. either he's going to have to change yeah. his technique or you're going to have to switch Lyle back to the other side because when he's kicking a guy's ass, they're going to call that holding. So you got to get ready for that. Those things are going to happen. And, again, as you stated, back to the defensive line. I'm sorry, the defensive side of the ball. Something that bothered me about them, you know, filling themselves and drinking their own Kool-Aid a little bit is, you know, they went into that stadium. I don't know if you saw any pictures of this. They were wearing hard hats. And they said, we have new hats and we're the hard, you know, the hot boys and we're going to, you know, tear shit up today. And, you know, you did absolutely nothing. So I remember a few weeks ago they asked Rob Marinelli about that. And he said, I don't have a problem with it if they're backing it up. If I'm the coach this week, you're not the hot boy. No. You have to go out there. You have to earn that again. I don't want to see it on social media. I don't want to hear it. You have to go out there. You have to earn it again. Because if you don't, you're going to be at home pretty fast. And now everybody's back, you know, back where we were eight weeks ago. Should Garrett be fired? Should Linehan be fired? Should we change this? Should we change that? They got to get back to what won them five games. And that was great defense and a manageable offense. You can't get down third and long. We're not that team. We're not that team that's going to convert third and 18. No. We're not that team that's going to convert third and 12. You can't force guys the ball. You can't do any of that. When I, when I was looking at the play selection, I was like, what happened? Remember, I texted you and I said, man, we're not going to be able to do this with scripted run plays. Two weeks ago against Philly, you were taking shots. Three weeks ago against Washington, you were taking shots. So what are we doing now? I don't even remember hearing, hearing Gallup's name called on Sunday. You went to Allen Hearns a couple of times and you threw a back shoulder pass when you should have been throwing it towards the pylon. I mean, I got to the point where I'm like, I just want this to end. And I need this to end without anybody getting hurt because next week we got to do it all again. And I don't want you guys looking past the opponent. We can't make that mistake. Yeah, well said. Well said. I, I mean, what we seen was not a cowboy game out there. It seemed like uh, seemed like they were they were just lackadaisical. And anytime we did get anything going, you had the refs throwing a yellow towel, and it, it really uh, we're not that type of team. We're not that horse. 
that down the right. stretch we could uh, come from behind and win by seven. If if we're behind seven lengths, we're not going to make up any ground. This is not that type of not horse. At all. We we are the not front runners. We have to be out in front. If any horse challenges up front, we have to back him off. But that's that's the way we play. We are not a stalking type of team that likes to come back right. in the third or fourth quarter. I mean, it's right. just not us. It's just not the personnel we have. And even if we do, the most we've ever came back from was 14 points, and that was in 2016. And, you know, that team contained a lot of different talents on the offensive side of the ball, you know, where you may have, you know, may have gotten that done. I knew this game was definitely not going to be in our favor with two instances. The first one being the, uh, the field goal kicker. He kicked the ball so damn low, one of my kids could have blocked it. You know, the guy's underarm actually blocked the kick. You know, he had no trajectory there. The 62-yarder, that's that's all or none. If you make that, great. If you don't, no one cares It's 62 yards. Yeah. But when you're 44 <laughs> yeah. yards, you know, and you're not making that, you know, that makes me nervous when you're talking about possibly going on the road, depending on this guy, um, you know, to win us the game, whether it be in cold weather or not. That was the first thing. And the second thing was when the uh, – when the Zebras there threw a flag on 91, J.P. Lattisor, for holding. He's the damn center, the snapper. So he snapped the ball, and he's trying to get down the field. I never saw a replay of that, and I text you as well. I said, notice they're not showing replays of this because it's not allowing us to see the holes and things of that nature. And I went back and I watched, and, you know, I did not see the hole. What I saw was him move a guy out of the damn way so he could get down the field. I've never seen a hole called on a snapper. I mean, that's a first for me. You know, it's been a lot of firsts this year, but I've never seen a hole called on no, a snapper. No, you're right. And I said, that's hey, hard to do. You know, today's, <laughs> today's going to be a tough day. And, you know, we just could not get, you know, we could not stick with the game plan. One thing number four did was after the game, he said it right. He said we didn't give ourselves a chance, and we didn't. We set ourselves back every time. Every time something got going, like you said, here comes the yellow flag. If it wasn't a yellow flag, it was a drop ball. If it wasn't a drop ball, it was a missed block. It was a missed assignment. So, you know, no excuses. Got your ass beat from pillar to post, and what you need to do now is refocus, reaffirm, and reestablish. Come out there this week Tampa. again. Tampa, that's all we need. Show them who you are. Yeah. That, that's all we need. Don't think about the the um, the Giants. Don't think about your seeding. You go out there. You beat Tampa. Do not let Jameis Winston eat a W. You're still going to have Mike Evans out there. He's a great receiver. You got Cameron Bray at the top. Because now is the time where guys and other teams, they see a wounded animal. I'm sorry, wounded animal, and they pounce. They strike on you. That's what happened Sunday. We can't let that happen again because, you know, everybody attributed to this and that. Well, Sunday we're back at home. We're, we allegedly play better at home. Right now we're opening the game, I believe, as an eight-point favorite. And even that's kind of scary right there because I don't want their confidence too high. No. I want them guys going back out there like, yo, I got to prove it this week. I have to prove it all over again. And like you said, the guys – pass waivers, go and get Barry Church. Go and get what can it hurt right now? Not a damn thing. Because when he went out the door, you were crying and you were hoping that Jeff Heath could, you know, transform from a special teams guy into an every down player. Barry Church wasn't playing bad. 
what happened was he was on a team that played great the first year he got there, and they fell off this year, and you got to blame somebody. So you blame the guy with the big contract, and that's Barry Church. So you can't tell me that you can't go and get him right now, and he can't be essential to your run from now to the end right. of the season. I'm right. not buying that one bit. I, I was really impressed by our tight end play, both those guys, Jarwin and uh, Schultz. I think we've got Schultz. something in the future with the Schultz kid because he is I, – I mean, he's got a lot of heart. And one play, and you know which one I'm talking about, all you I Cowboy know fans. I you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, he had the first down, then they would have given it to him, but then he, he, he went – going. And he, they pushed him back, and he's like, oh, man, now I'm out of the zone. I have to get that. I have to get that back. Get it. Yeah, and man, he just put his head down like a bull and picked up an extra two, three yards. This Schultz kid is for real. I love, I love what I'm seeing out of my tight ends right now. All he needs to do is hit the weight room. Week before last, they had 11 targets with 11 catches. Schultz knows the offense. He's an intelligent player. Went to Stanford, so he knows the game. He just and and like you said, he has the heart. That's a given. Once he gets the size, you think about this guy with the size of a Rico gathers, he's unstoppable. Rico has the size, he just doesn't know how to play. A couple of plays, you watch Rico when they put him in there on blocking downs, he doesn't know what to do. He's running around in a damn circle. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, Taco, Taco's been disappointed. Taco, Ta- Taco right who, now, by the way? Exactly. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, Taco it's who? Like, the guy... We drafted you with the first round. You think because you hang out with Demarcus Lawrence that you're supposed to start? No, you got to earn it. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty much over that. I'm pretty much over David Irvin. It's like right now, whoever's going to play, show up on Sunday, show me that you're going to play, and let's go out there and do right. what we need to do. A 9-7 and team has won a Super Bowl before, folks, and they beat an undefeated team, a team that was 18-0. I'm not afraid of anyone. I saw the Saints struggle against us. I saw them struggle against Carolina last night. And Rams don't Rams look dominating. Defense. They don't look dominating I've been either. I'm telling people that the Rams' defense, once you get beyond the defensive line, they're suspect. And if you can frustrate them and get them off their uh, focus, you can beat them as well. Anyone can be beat. And, yeah. I, and, of course, we know that. But I mean, Jono, from what I'm seeing right now, I'm not afraid of anyone. I don't care about playing Seattle. I'm like, I'm ready to get to it. It's time for us to prove it, man. Guys are going to want to get paid, and they're going to want to stick around. If right. we're going to pay them, let's pay them, and let's move forward. But you got to earn it. No more days off, man. No, no more downs no. off. I, this I, is the crucial time right now. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, folks, I know the deck bashing has started up again, but I'm telling you right now, it's not his fault on this game, it's okay? Not his fault. I, 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 not th- this offensive line was doing a horrible job. One, they weren't containing the the outside was caving in on him to where he couldn't even get out of that little shell. One, I mean, when right. you get a number forty nine dropping the ball like that in the end zone or a two three yard pass, come on! I mean, there were a lot of stuff that happened here that shouldn't have happened and I'm not blaming if you guys are blaming Dak we uh, you know what 
uh, you you might think about another team then because this is what we got and the kids playing right. out of it. He's playing good. He's playing good and he's right. given everything he's got. I'm a basher when I see him doing knucklehead plays, but you know what? He's really working hard. He's trying to make things happen. I'm I'm definitely uh, he's in my foxhole. He's in my foxhole. Right. All right. If anyone yeah, right now. I'm looking at my de- defense and saying, I can't have that type of breakdown again. For all you guys out right. there that waved the whole 55, uh, you're looking at him like Bob Brunick or Didi Lusa in the past. Hey, he's got, he's, I'm telling you, he got burnt a lot there. That Mac should not have run over us in the middle like that. Smith. You were a disappointment, too. You had to put pressure on him on the blitz, and they caught you. They caught you, and you never right. even got close. So, in any Absolutely. case, that's what we got. And, uh, hey, we got to bounce back here, folks. And like Travis said, Tampa Bay, we got to be focused. Uh, yeah, Let's knock off with the hard hats, hot boy, all this crap. Yeah. Let's get back to nitty-gritty stuff here. Let's get some oil on the our shirts from working hard now. Absolutely. And the guys – Zach and uh, I'm sorry, Dak and Zeke can save themselves thirteen thousand dollars per game. I thought that was the most ludicrous thing ever. So granted, uh, the two guys have bought into their own superstition a little bit, you know, and they went on a winning streak since they began wearing the long sleeves. So they continue to wear them. Unbeknownst to them, it's a violation of NFL uniform rules. And if you believe it or not, man, they find those guys sixty-five thousand combined, thirteen thousand per game for every game that they actually wore those on top of the fact of uh, they find Zeke for a low block against the Eagles, and they also find I've seen him that. I, no, I couldn't believe that. So, I could not believe right, that. So Zeke himself has incurred almost 100000 worth of fines in the past two weeks and Dak at about 60000 Hey, come out, you guys. Forget the superstitions, man. The game's won on the field. I, I forgot my own superstition because – after the uh, Tennessee game, I hadn't washed my Zeke jersey, wore it every week, and we were winning. Put the jersey on this week, 23 nothing. right after the game, threw it, you know, threw the son of a bitch in the washer. You know, we're moving on, man. Yes, you know, sir. I had to get out of that myself, man. Yeah. You know, and again, man, we're going to be ready. We're going to be focused. I got these guys coming out, man. They got something to prove. You know, you they got, got something to prove, and it's to themselves. I don't think it's to everyone else because everyone else has, you know, has kind of made their judgment on who they are and what they're going to be, and this game kind of reinforced that. Like you said, you don't watch uh, ESPN. You don't watch First Take, NFL Network, those things, because yesterday those guys were able to say, finally, this is who we thought they were. Yeah. They weren't able we to told you. We told you. Bad. Right. We told you. They couldn't say how bad the other team was. They actually had to credit a guy that they've been discrediting all year. So that was tough for them, you know, in itself. But I'm ready for Sunday, man. I'm ready to see my team get back out there, do what they got to do, win this division, lock up their playoff seat, and keep it moving, man. And I'm going to tell you something, too, Jono. I'm not with resting. I was just going to ask you that. Season. I was just going to ask you nope. that. Nope, me either. No. Uh, you Zach know what? Martin yeah. needs his rest. Rest him. But everyone else, maybe with the exception of Zeke, I'm not going to sit him. I may cut his touches down, but I'm not going to sit him. I'm not going to do those things. I go back in 2016. I sit Zeke for the last game against Philly. He can't get started first game against Green Bay. I'm not doing it. It's mm-hmm. all in. 
all or nothing. If you show up, you're walking, you're breathing, you're playing. That's right. what it is. Right. Well said. Well said, buddy. Uh, folks, uh, that's our show for this uh, this Tuesday. We had, uh, I guess this was our recap, and uh, we'll be back Thursday or Friday, and uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit about Tampa Bay and uh, what we got to do to stop them. And uh, you never know what you got with Tampa Bay. One one day they'll, they'll come out firing, next day, uh, you know what? they? The thing about it, though, and Travis will agree with me on this, and all you Cowboy fans know as well, when you play against the Cowboys, it's like playing the New York Yankees or the Notre Dame uh, Irish. I mean, yeah. you you come up fired up. You want to beat the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. So, yeah, we're not going to catch any team on our schedule ever that uh, that ha- that's sleeping. I mean, they've all circled this date. They circle Absolutely. the day the Cowboys are coming into town because they know the fans are going to be split. It's going to be 50-50, possibly even 60-40 on our favor. Mm-hmm. They they have a little chip on their shoulder. They don't want, you know, they they, they play a little harder. That's all there is to it. That's right. So, it's uh, their Super Bowl. Yeah. In any case, uh, we'll be ready for them. And uh, – We'll be ready for our next show. Thank you so much, Travis. And, uh, hey, Cowboy fan. Hey, by the way, Travis, you should be getting what I sent you Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. Absolutely, brother. All right, Absolutely. you'll love it. You'll I'll love let you it. know when it arrives, and I'll be ready to get back on as we uh, get ready to predict this Tampa Bay game this week. All right. All right, Cowboy Nation, take care. We love you, and let's let's bring home another win here. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.